following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the Huge Show across Michigan. And the holidays are here, and it's time for you to get in on the NBA action. Right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Holiday Moneyline Monday on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide New Year's Day live journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 State. Hard app. Search the huge show. Uh, Brett, you okay? Well, whatever. I'm here. I'm connected. I'm good. I I don't think I cut out. I think you hit a button and I went out. I wouldn't say it's on me cutting out. I'm live at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. We're getting ready for our huge watch party. Are we good now? Okay. You know, me and I will say Brett and I have never worked a live holiday show together. And we both have the attitude like, why are we doing a live holiday show? Well, two reasons. One, what happened Saturday night with the Lions, the worst call in the history of sports. It it was so obvious that Decker did report that they never huddled up as a group of officials to say, hey, who reported? All right, you threw the flag for the legal touching when Decker caught the two-point conversion. I was at Preston's Bar in downtown Grand Ledge. Huge watch party with our affiliate there. The game, 7.30 a.m. Packed house. Good people. Lanny, his wife, the Preston family, Billy DeWitt, his extended family. Just so many good people. And the way the place erupted when they were going for two. And that entire game, even with the loss, even with the fact that they got screwed, And I want to use another word, but we're a family show, and I'm not going to take an FCC fine. But they had a playoff mentality that entire game. They did. They had a mentality that I hadn't seen since maybe the Chiefs game to start the year collectively everywhere on the field, on the sidelines. And, yes, you look at Philly losing to Arizona. I don't know if San Francisco – And the Rams, the Lions had that shot at home field advantage. You know, for the NFL to allow this to happen, for those officials to not huddle, when you get to game ending, because there was, what, 29 seconds afterwards, they've got to check in 
with New York. When you get games that big, you have got to talk about it. They'll talk about whether someone bobbled a ball for a half hour on the sidelines, but they didn't huddle up for that. Yeah, I understand the impact of the Cowboys being the most valuable franchise and arguably the most watched team in the NFL over the years. Okay? I don't think they're America's team any longer because everybody has so much access to their teams through tablets, their phone, everything else. But they didn't huddle up and talk about it. And it was obvious when you, and then you had the defensive encroachment and, you know, three, three tries for two that Campbell didn't want overtime. And part of it was, okay, I, I think Campbell was looking at it that, yeah, we still have a shot at the one. Okay, a shot at the one seat. But I'm thinking he sees his team how banged up they've been. And I'm talking start to finish most of this year. I, I think they're going to rest a lot of guys. And that was their plan. They seem to be following a plan since they've taken over him and Holmes. There seems to be a plan, which is really cool. So my guess is that they would rather take the rest for the players which, again, you would have had the rest with the bye, but you needed San Francisco to lose, and it's lurking there. The two teams nobody wants to see in Detroit, Seattle. You know, it, I mean, that that was a big loss. They're, they're in trouble. Packers are hanging around. But then that Matt Stafford coming to Detroit thing, oh, my God. But the fact that when you look at the video evidence and the NFL is living in a replay world, when you look at the video evidence on the play, let alone what Dan Campbell said, he talked to the officials and explained it to them before. And Skipper said he didn't report, which meant he's going in as the offensive lineman and Decker by reporting becomes a tight end, which means he was eligible. They got screwed. You can slice it, dice it, talk about it. The Lions got screwed. They did. How that flag was sitting there after all that celebrating. How it was delayed. How the officials never got together. Never said, hey, he reported to you. Who reported? Um, uh, yeah, Nothing. Nothing just waving off people you see Campbell going nuts you see Skipper you see Decker but it was that intensity as I'm sitting there at Preston's bar in Lansing and thank you to everybody I had people rolling in from Ionia Portland St. John's uh, Daryl Descrange uh, the old Mizuno rep was there he's out of Lakewood Lake Odessa Ionia area just a really good vibe uh, the whole night there and then last night, the Soaring Eagle 80s Rewind, New Year's Eve, top of my list for the greatest New Year's Eve parties I've ever been a part of. So this entire weekend, as we talked about on Friday's show, was leading into the Lions of the Cowboys, primetime Saturday night. A lot on the line, they get screwed. Then we had a great New Year's. I hope all of you did. And then I'm sitting here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids where they are showing the game on the big screen, Michigan-Alabama. Big sound, big screen, recliners, service to 
uh, your chair of food here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. You can join me. Other Celebration Cinema locations also are showing the game live today. Michigan, Alabama. Go to CelebrationCinema.com for the locations. Buy your ticket. Or you can join me here at Celebration Cinema North in GR. Tickets are still available. You can get them online at CelebrationCinema.com or here at the Celebration Cinema North box office. Let's go out to Pasadena. Speaking of the game, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And Chris, I don't think any Michigan game's ever been any bigger than this going into it. It's Saban, it's Harbaugh, it's Michigan, the overall number one seed. Uh, the Wolverines are thinking national championship after three straight Big Ten titles, college football playoff appearances. Man, I cannot wait for kickoff. Yeah, I'm watching them warm up right now, Bill, and we got the mountains of the Arroyo Seco in the background. There's no better setting that I've ever seen in college football. I can't wait to see Washington next year, but I can't imagine it's better than this. And uh, boy, it's a beautiful day out here, and uh, there's some confidence uh, on both sides. I would almost call it cockiness on the Alabama side from the Alabama kids that we interviewed. So, uh, but the line has actually moved in Michigan's favor. So. It's uh, this is bigger. This is like 1998 Rose Bowl, right? When it was the myth- mythical national championship, and they played Washington State. But uh, but you're right because you never know when you're going to get back here. JJ McCarthy leaves. If a lot of these seniors leave, which is probably going to be the case, then you know it could be a while, and the, the playoffs is going to expand. So uh, you got to get us, you know, take take advantage of the moment, Bill. And uh, and these guys seem primed to do that. They look like they're in great shape. Chris, uh, let's play both sides here. Why do you like Michigan to win tonight? And why could they be in trouble? Yeah, the veterans on this team, these guys, this is what they came back for. And, boy, uh, they've got that look, man. Before the Ohio State game, there have been games in the past where you go into that game and Michigan was hopeful. These guys expected to win that game like they expect to win this one. And they've got athletes to do it. They've got great running backs. They've got J.J. McCarthy, who can be a difference maker at quarterback. So uh, they've got a better defensive line and more equipped for this kind of a – an offense and a team that, that is this physical, Bill, than uh, than they have in the past. So, uh, to me, that bodes well. Uh, the concerns are the offensive line against this Alabama defensive line with two outstanding defensive ends. You saw how they struggled with Chop Robinson at Penn State, and he only finished the year with four sacks. Now you got two of those guys that are even better that are going to be early draft picks. So, um, they're going to have to be able to keep them off the quarterback. And uh, they've got elite corners and an elite safety as well that I think that's a good matchup for them in terms of against Michigan's receivers. So Michigan's got to find a way to move the ball. So Jesse Minner said, you know, defensively, you know, they understand. uh, Michigan's defensive coordinator said, you know, they understand this is the biggest and best line they've played all year. This is going to be the most talented football team that they've played all year. There's no question about it. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us live here on the Huge Show. New Year's Day 2024 is here. Michigan, Alabama uh, getting ready to kick off soon. Uh, that will be at uh, the Rose Bowl coverage leading up to the game, during the game, after the game at the Wolverine.com. Also follow Chris Ballas, B-A-L-A-S, on uh, Twitter. Uh, this team, why are they different uh, than the last two teams that really didn't fare well uh, second half TCU, they played great uh, a year ago. Uh, but where is this team different? For the Michigan fan listening right now, getting set for the house party, or maybe they're going to join me here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids for the game on the big screen. Uh, tell everybody why this Michigan team is different and a national championship group. 
potential. Yeah, yeah. You know, two years ago they were just overmatched. We, we didn't going into that Georgia game. That was uh, a generational team, right? They, those guys had first round picks all over the place, and you know, Bama does too. But these guys are younger. Some of these guys are freshmen. They got a true freshman on the defensive line at tackle that they think they can take advantage of, even though he's three hundred and sixty pounds. Uh, last year, I think there was some overconfidence, and they thought, okay, it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to be playing Georgia. And they came out and they got smoked. Uh, they didn't take it seriously. It was almost like what Nick Saban said, Alabama's coach, about Auburn. He said, you know, we overlooked them a little bit, Auburn, and we were very fortunate to win. And that won't be the case this time around. So I think with the guys that came back and with the experience that they've had being here twice, uh, they aren't walking in here thinking, okay, we're just happy to be here. They're not walking in here thinking they're going to blow somebody out. They're here concentrating on the task at hand, and, and they're healthier. Uh, what Trevor Keegan told me, Michigan's guard, senior guard. He said this is the healthiest that we've been in probably the time that I've been here for the bowl season. So, And you can see it. Uh, you can see it in their bodies. They seem to be ready to go. So, um, But there are no guarantees. Uh, I'm telling you, this Alabama team is, is talented. And, yeah, they've been in some tight games with some teams that they should have blown out this year, but their ceiling is higher. Uh, there's no question in my mind. But, Again, having been here, having Michigan having been here, I think helps them a lot, Bill, especially guys like J.J. McCarthy. And when you've got a quarterback like that who quarterbacks coach Kirk Campbell told me yesterday was as dialed in as you've seen him and as prepared and playing the best football that he's seen from him at Michigan, then that can give you an advantage. Uh, Michigan pretty healthy going into this Alabama game today. Yeah, other than uh, Zig Zinter. In fact, the injury report just came out. and uh, They had a bunch of guys. Drake Nugent at center was playing on a high ankle sprain against Iowa and shouldn't have even been out there. Could barely move. So, And you had other guys. J.J. McCarthy wasn't 100%. Now he's 100%. So, But their bodies look good. They all are rested, and they've all said the same thing, that they are uh, they're feeling better than they have since the first game of the year, and, and that's going to bode well, I think so. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line as the huge show is live on New Year's Day, getting set for Michigan and Alabama, and what a setting there at the Rose Bowl. Uh, the crowd, uh, from what I've read, uh, this will be a pro-Michigan crowd that a lot of Alabama fans may be cocky like this team, uh, buying tickets up for Houston because obviously it's a drivable game there. What's your anticipation when uh, we see it on the big screen here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids? How much maize and blue and uh, how much roll tide? Yeah, a ton of it out there for Maze and Blue. I'm guessing a 60-40 crowd, Bill, and there are a ton of Michigan alums out here in California, too. When we came here for the, to the Staples Center for the NCAA tournament, Michigan fans took over that building, so I think you're going to see that. Um, Michigan's going to be really be represented well here, and again, just a gorgeous day. It was a hard ticket to get. Uh, there's no question about it. And We've seen Michigan fans everywhere we've been, and the, the stadium's starting to fill up now, so we'll get a better sense of it here in about an hour or so, but... Uh, Lots of amazing blue around the stadium. Lots of amazing blue in the parking lot. So um, it'll be it'll be a nice turnout for Michigan fans. Chris, before I let you go from the Wolverine.com team, what were some of the predictions uh, for mm-hmm. Michigan Alabama? Yeah, all the Alabama guys predicted Alabama. Not surprisingly, on our on three site, uh, three of us picked uh, Michigan, and two of us, Anthony Broom and me, picked Alabama in a tight one. And uh, mm. you know. It's just, yep, I just uh, I just worry about the Michigan offensive line, and these games are won and lost in the trenches. If Michigan had a an elite receiver, too, um, you know, I'd feel much better about it. I think that Alabama's going to take the tight ends out of the game here, and it's going to be tough for Michigan to move the ball, but we'll see. 
You know, Chris, one thing I do appreciate uh, from you in our, you know, over a decade of talk in Michigan football and University of Michigan athletics on the Hewitt Show across Michigan, you've been honest. You've been honest with your, you always are, on your Twitter, on uh, the fort, on the Wolverine.com. So is Anthony Broom and so is Clayton and Skeen. I think that's why people respect you. I think that's why you guys are the leading go-to source for hardball Michigan football, why you have the best sources, because people trust you and you're honest. You're not just homers. We're trying not to be, and, you know, you call them like you see them. But I will say I booked my flight for Houston with 24 hours to uh, to cancel, Bill, and I hope to God I'm wrong, man, about this pick because I would love to see this team in a national championship game. It would be, would be great. So, Chris, uh, before I let you go, and we're live on New Year's Day on the huge show across Michigan. If you're in the Grand Rapids area listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, you can join me for the big screen, the big sound, the big recliners, uh, food service to your chair here at Celebration Cinema North NGR. Tickets available at CelebrationCinema.com. They're also showing the game at multiple locations uh, throughout Michigan. So last minute, you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to watch it at home. You want to experience a big game on the big screen? Well, the difference is here. Celebration Cinema North, NGR, and other celebration locations. Get your tickets, and if you want to check it out close to where you are, go to celebrationcinema.com. There you go, Chris. Uh, I, I say yeah. Michigan wins a close one, 21-17. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, you know what? A lot of people are braiding that ballpark. I think Carson I, I didn't think, I didn't think they were going to win at Penn State, Chris. And you you, you didn't think they yeah. were going to win there either. You said that last summer on the show. Uh, yeah, but, then, but as the game came closer, I picked Michigan to win 24-17 to and won staff picks that week when they won 24-15. to So, uh, you know, I've lost one game picking, against, uh, picking Michigan in the last two years and uh, that was Ohio State on the road last year without Blake Corum and they surprised a lot of people so uh, but you know what this is going to be a, I think it's going to be a great game and uh, just uh, grateful to have you guys as friends you and Fly I love you guys and uh, looking forward to our summit man in, in the spring it's going to be here before you know it you know you know the one thing uh, before I let you go and Chris is joining us from the Rose Bowl out in Pasadena California on the huge shows we're live on New Year's Day from Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids getting ready for our Michigan Alabama watch party when I watched what Georgia did, even with all the opt-outs for Florida State, yeah. when I watched yep. how good that offense looked, and I go back to what Alabama did to that offense in the SEC championship game, that there yeah. is my biggest fear about this Michigan game. Yep. yep, you and me both. There are athletes out there in Georgia. Their bodies are different, buddy. They just are. And you'll see it out here today, but it doesn't guarantee anything. you got to play it. And Michigan's experience, I think, is going to uh, – to play well for them in this game, especially in the interior defensive line with Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant. they got to stop Alabama from running the ball. If they can run the ball in this game, then it's going to be a really tough one for Michigan. Look at Chris Ballas getting set. Uh, uh, and the one thing I wanted to ask you before I let you go, I know we got sidetracked. What's the best thing about your trip so far? You're you know, close to five days uh, out in California. What, what's been the best thing? Uh, somebody you saw, somebody you talked to, uh, something you ate. What, what, what's been the best part before the game of your trip out to California with the Wolverine.com crew? 
Well, I can neither confirm nor deny, but uh, there have been reports that Connor Stallion has joined us out at Universal Studios watching the Lions uh, a couple nights ago. And, Get out of uh, here. Are you serious? <laughs> I said I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, are you kidding <laughs> so, me? Are and, you? Uh, oh, my God. It. And then Connor Stallions goes, I got the Cowboys. He goes, he goes, I got the Cowboys on the money line. He goes, uh, and, and, and you guys are all sitting there going, they're going to go for two. Connor goes, don't worry, we're taking care of <laughs> Well, the best part was being there with my boys, Clayton and Anthony, too, with, you know, were there, and Isaiah Hull uh, from Wolverine's Wire. Hold on, so uh, Connor Stallions, Connor <laughs> Stallions is out at the game? Uh, he is out here. Yep, and um, and you know it was. Uh, it was <laughs> Did you ask him? Are you, you have to be honest with me. Did you ask him if he was on the sidelines at the CMU Michigan State game? Uh, I've already known the answer to that question, so I didn't have to ask anything. So, what is the uh, answer to that question then? And the the, the answer is undetermined. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll see what the, the answer, answer is undetermined. <laughs> oh my God! You, you, I'm not yeah. asking you who you're taking the prom at Grand Rapids Northview. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, I'm no snitch. How's that? Oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, but, uh, but, you did, know, now I, tell me, talking. okay. All right, all right, if Connor Stallings was with you at Universal Studios watching the Lions game, tell me he had the same glasses on he had on the sidelines that light up. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny he was there. But if he had glasses on on the sidelines, if he were down there, oh uh, I don't think they would have had a camera in them. I think that would have been. It must have um, been. You know closed. what? If if he was there, for the sake of yes. hypothetically speaking with Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com, if he was there, it was probably pretty cool to have him look at the cowboy signs and say, I know all of them. Here they go. Here's what they're running. Yeah. Here's so, what they're running. They go, I'm right he, there with you. He goes, I'm he goes. Lions, man. Oh, they, they got screwed. Uh, you know, here's, oh. here's what I'll say, Chris, and I'll, I'll let you go in a minute, is that how'd those officials not huddle up on a play that big, which is yep. really the end of the game unless there was a, you know, miracle by the cowboys at the end. Okay. Yep. But how do you not huddle up and say, okay, guys, you threw the uh, illegal touch, which people ask me, what is illegal touch? When the lineman doesn't report, you can't throw the ball. They can't touch it. You can't pass it to them. They can't, you know, unless no. it's a fumble, they can't do anything. So the, the question is, uh, how did they not huddle up and say, did we get this right? Because I don't think they wanted to. Uh, I got to be honest, man. I, I just, uh, it's a crooked. Uh, professional sports are crooked. Uh, I saw the expression on the the referee's face when he walked away from Dan Campbell, almost like he was proud of himself, and it pissed me off as my as a fan, you know. And uh, yeah, uh, nobody wants to question the integrity of officials, but that's the second time down there now that something completely bonkers has happened, and it cer- certainly makes you wonder. And I'm no, no, no you know, and it's going to make you wonder. Okay, one, one thing I'll yeah. say about Connor Stallions, he's not connected to gambling it's about alleged sign stealing okay but uh away from that with all the gambling now legal yes in all these states if you're not going to tell me and and we've had a baseball coach in alabama get uh, thrown out for uh, gambling on his own team where he could manipulate yep. putting pitchers in okay all right if you're going to tell me that with all these officials who are part-time employees nobody's full-time nobody yep. nobody's full-time anywhere uh, any officials that there aren't guys who are who are dirty you're crazy look at yep. you can look at sports today there are more weird endings situations halves quarters games 
you know, about the only sport that I, I'm being honest here, college mm-hmm. basketball, the pros, you know, I'll watch two NBA teams decide they're going to score five points in nine minutes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know right. what? And, no. and oh, wait a minute. The game went under, right? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm telling you now, now, the you know, the pros, the players, they're making so much money. I don't see them wanting to cheat. But then you look at, you know, what, what has happened. Uh, but the officials, these are the guys that he didn't want to hear it. He just waved it off. Dan Campbell was right. talking to him. Skipper's going nuts. He just waved it off. He didn't want to yeah. talk. And they- and, they told and by the way, do you, the game. do you know you know Allen, that lead official, was suspended at one time for poor performance in college football, yet somehow he got an NFL job? Yeah, makes you wonder. And he's been crappy all year and has been Oh, end of the end of the end of the Chiefs game at Green Bay, right? And that just yeah, uh, must, it, yeah. Think about, about this. If you're an ball, official yeah. and you have someone you know and there becomes a play where you know you you are putting money down and don't tell me this holier than thou thing because the right thing to do at the end of that game on saturday night would have been for all the officials to huddle up right yeah yeah all the officials huddle up and they say okay uh yeah he came to me and he uh yeah decker did but also skipper came to me and but he's lined up guys so who was the and then they say well he was covered no he wasn't the wide receiver was a step oh. back on the left side right. so and he, he that, wasn't covered they they no, just got screwed that, the lions got was, screwed and skipper was on the interior line so they would have known the second that he lined up that that they made a mistake so you got to be they got to be thinking to themselves okay boy i must have screwed this up the guy didn't want to hear it and he didn't even want to listen to decker when he walked over there he walked away I know. From him so quickly I and know. It makes you wonder. It really I know. makes you wonder, though. And you know yeah. what? When you look at that play call, and you look at how they they were they were fooling them by uh, splitting Panay Sewell out to make it look like the play was going to him, right? Right. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it was such so, a good play call. But the one thing was. I will say, the one thing I will say, and I said it to start the show in my opening huge opinion, Chris, that the intensity of that ending on the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. The intensity of the Lions start to finish, they it felt like a playoff game. It did. It did. And they did not play great and they still should have won the game and that's what gives me hope in the playoff. Well, you know, that's uh, how that's how they that's how they game. that's how they beat Kansas City too. Yep. Uh, let's be honest. 100%. Yeah. And, and I team. I'm on board. Yeah, and I, I still I said this, Chris, that his I think his thought process is they want to rest guys against Minnesota, and he didn't have to want to go all out because San Francisco plays the late game, so they won't know. You see where I'm coming from here? That yes, I do. That I think he's looking at a week of rest for a lot of his guys to get ready for a home playoff game. Yep. And I know some will say, well, you would have got the bye if you got the one seed. Now, that's still yep. – there's still – or even the two seed – you know, you're because here, here's your dilemma that Cowboys or Eagles are going to be a wild card team. Yeah. And Matt Stafford, with the way they held on against the Giants, Seattle's in trouble. Green Bay's could be the I mean, there's there's still some work to do, but the Rams are in the playoffs. And can you imagine if Stafford comes to Detroit? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, let's hope he throws some picks, and I'll root. I'll root against him. I'll say that. Oh, I, I was telling. I was telling some dudes last night at the Soaring Eagle '80s Rewind <laughs> New Year's Eve. I said, "He goes, well, I'm I'm still gonna root for staff." I go, "Man, it, uh-huh. no, no." Nope. It's you know why though? I've watched people do this with Justin Verlander, but it wasn't Verlander yeah. taking World Series away from the Tigers. He was winning World Series like beating, you know, uh, exactly. the Dodgers or something, right? This is different exactly. here. If, you, if, if yep. Stafford is in that building as the QB for the Rams in a playoff game and people are cheering for him, turn in your season yep. tickets, turn in your Lions gear, <laughs> and do not listen to the huge show ever again. <laughs> there you go. And I was glad he won the Super Bowl, like I said. But Besides that, besides that, I'm over the Stafford stuff. Exactly, 100%. You and me both, All right, Chris, All right, Chris, stay out of trouble. You guys not having to fly back out until Wednesday. That's pretty dangerous win or lose tonight for Michigan, okay? And then maybe to Houston on Friday, but Happy New Year, guys. I really appreciate you. Yeah, back at you. Same here. Chris Ballas joining us from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. The Huge Show is live here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. Uh, You can join us for the Michigan-Alabama game on the big screen, big sound, the big uh, recliners. Uh, they got great service to your seats, uh, food beyond popcorn and candy and the usual uh, movie concessions here at Celebration Cinema. Now, I'm at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. They have six locations uh, showing the game across the state. Go to CelebrationCinema.com to get your tickets. And also you can get them at the box office of every location that's showing the game. And join me here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids for Michigan, Alabama. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. They have full team coverage happening before the game, during the game, after the game at the Wolverine.com. And Anthony is out in California with Chris Ballas and also Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com team. And 
Uh, we're close to kickoff, uh, Anthony, and looking at this matchup, I'm trying to figure out where Michigan has the upside on Nick Saban and Bama. Uh, before we get to the start of this game, uh, where would you say Michigan has the best chance to win? Well, I think it's uh, it's ball control, and that's not to say that you're just going to be able to line up and help physical them and run the football. But you know, you've got to sustain those long drives. You've got to finish drives with points. You've got to score touchdowns. Um, you know, need, need to see some of that. Uh, maybe not trickeration, but uh, you know, the misdirections, the play action. You know, things to keep that athletic Alabama defense on its on its heels. Um, so you know, offset that pass rush. You know, they've got really do, uh, two really good cornerbacks as well. Um, so yeah, it just you got to be ready for anything. But to me, it, it comes in an efficient ball control style of offense. That um, you know your best your best defense today could be your offense, and that's kind of where I see things at. Anthony Broom joining us from the Rose Bowl out in Pasadena. The huge show is live here on New Year's Day, awaiting what I think is the biggest game. And Michigan football history, I know it sounds crazy. I know the Washington State Rose Bowl, and I was there in Pasadena when they won the co-national championship, but they are undefeated. They have three straight Big Ten titles. They are the overall number one seed in the college football playoff. I don't know if I've felt a bigger game for Michigan than what we're going to see later today. No, I mean, it, it's program-defining. It's it's era-affirming. You know, there's already going to be that huge asterisk next to whatever happens or however this last three years has looked on for Michigan. But, you know, you're out here. You're favored. Uh, you have a chance to control your own destiny and get to Houston. And, and for a lot of these guys, it's been Natty or bust, Houston or bust. This is the game that – this is the game today why ever, all of these guys came back, uh, the guys that could have been in the NFL this year. Um, so to me, you know, it's, it's a veteran team. I know they would have traded anything in the world for a better result in the playoffs these last two years, but, you know, I think there's something to be said, too, about getting there and, and experiencing, getting knocked down a few pegs and knowing the work that it takes to get back and, and figure things out. So, yeah, this is, given everything that's gone on the last three years, given everything that's gone on in the last several weeks, this is, uh, I have a hard time disagreeing. Like, this is the biggest game possible on the biggest stage possible for them. Yeah, it's Alabama, it's Saban. And I love how you use program defining. And Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com joining us here on a live New Year's Day huge show from Pasadena. That Saban's been the goal from when Jim Hackett got the ink on Harbaugh's contract, what all the Michigan faithful were clamoring for, the media. Hey, we want to be Alabama. Look at Saban. You know, it's not an overnight thing, but, man, you know, three straight Big Ten titles, three straight wins over Ohio State, which, by the way, like I said earlier on the show, I really want to salute Ohio State and Florida State for really showing up. Well done uh, in the bowl season. Uh, Program defining, in my mind, for both uh, programs. Uh, But, yeah, man, they, they get Saban. They're going to have a lot of confidence going to Houston against either Washington or Florida or Washington or Texas, not Florida State. They wish they were in it over Washington or Texas if they can get Saban in Alabama later today. Yeah. And, you know, again, you look at it and it's a couple of years ago you played Georgia and there was a vibe where they were just kind of happy to be there. Then last year, you know, they were kind of they were the clear favorites over a team like TCU, maybe overlooked them a bit, didn't leave it all on the field. You know, that's, that's the best thing about this opponent for this program is that 
there is no overlooking Nick Saban. There is no overlooking Alabama. Even if you, you know, watch the film and see they don't quite have that same gear that maybe some of his vintage teams have. It's still a very young team uh, that is getting better, and I'm sure has gotten better over this last month of bowl prep. So you have to be on it. I mean, that's where you, um, you know, you lock into the details. You lock into the nitty-gritty. You know, when you look at these last two playoff losses for Michigan, it's been slipping on the fundamentals. It's been... You know, not just not having your best day when it counts the most. And, you know, this is the day that they've all circled going back to January. Uh, this is the day it all leads up to. I know it's been beat Ohio State, beat, you know, they had the beat Georgia drill, but really all of that was designed to be here where they are today. Everything they've worked for is this game today. And then if they're fortunate enough to win, it'll be the next game a week from today. But, you know, in the here and now, um, I, I foresee a team that will be ready to play, and that could—I mean—they could still lose. I mean, it's—it's it's still a coin flip game, but I don't—I don't think we're going to see an unfocused Michigan team today. I think this is—you know—this is, has a chance to be—you know—again, like I said, that defining moment for them. His name is Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, joining us on the huge show from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Yeah, this—this this is the most businesslike I've ever seen Michigan in the extended break and that would be bowl games and the last two college football playoff games because as i talked with doug skeen last week on the show anthony hardball does not have a matter of fact it's a horrible track record when he has a lot of time to prepare for an opponent either in the bowl game or the college football playoff yeah and i think part of it too i mean there's been a lot of talk about the revamped prep schedule. I, I tend to believe that's probably a little bit overblown. These guys have still been getting after it. Um, but, yeah, there have been less physical practices, more and more time in the weight room, more time making sure you heal up, get the treatment, get as healthy as you can be, stay in as, as much good shape as you can be. Uh, there was a Michigan lineman a few years ago who, who admitted that between the end of the regular season and that playoff game against Georgia, he put on – you know, 15 to 20 pounds. And, and you can't do that. you got to be in your best shape. can't show up fat and happy. They certainly haven't. Uh, these guys are fresh. Uh, you know, again, we'll see from a physicality standpoint how things hold up early on, given that they haven't hit a ton over these last three or four weeks. But uh, they're as healthy as they have been in quite some time. And, and they're as healthy as they're going to be uh, over these next two weeks heading into this game. So, uh, you know, there's no leaving anything on the table. I, I think that, uh, you know, the film work, uh, the, the group study stuff, I think that's all, from everyone we've talked to, it's all been in a high level. And, uh, you know, it's only going to matter to the layperson if they win. Uh, and that's what they have to do. That's They have to come out here and win this game. Because if they don't, I mean, it's, uh, I don't want to say there's no shame in it, but this is the best Michigan team they've had since that 97 team when they were here in the Rose Bowl. And to, to walk out of here hanging your heads is, is not is not what they foresee, not what they're hoping for. So got to bring your best today, and I think they will. Yeah, and I, I believe what Michigan has that's different from the last two college football playoff teams and maybe different from uh, any Harbaugh postseason game beyond Big Ten championship games would be that they have the most athletic defense, the quickest defense to the ball I can remember from any Michigan total 11 defensive unit i'm not talking about individual guys i'm talking as a whole how fast they are to the ball i envision this game anthony and i've I've stayed on this uh, since they won the big 10 title this is going to have a penn state feel to it and not the rowdy home crowd but it's going to be low scoring it's going to come down to big plays 
and Michigan able to run the ball and J.J. McCarthy having, I think, his best. It doesn't have to be – he's not going to throw for 420 and four touchdowns against Saban. It's not going to happen. But he needs to have his best managed game start to finish as a Michigan quarterback. Yeah, got to be efficient, got to avoid turnovers. Exactly. And I'm with you. I think it will be I think it will be low scoring. I, I, see, I foresee it being a lot like uh, that Penn State game, maybe a little less – the offense looking like a service academy, only throwing the ball eight times. But um, this one's going to be uh, this one's going to have kind of a meat grinder feel to it. I think that you're going to see both teams kind of feel each other out early on, and you know there's going to be some explosive plays on both sides. But you know well, a couple of Michigan players have said this week, like we know that we're going to get beat a few times, and you got to pick your head back up, get back to the line of scrimmage, line yourself up, and and put the pass behind you. And that's something that. Uh, maybe mistakes snowballed last year because there was that frustration that things weren't going your way. So uh, to me, it's all about, you know, mental stability. It's all about, you know, staying locked in, being assignment sound, not making those mistakes because, you know, whether you think this is a, an elite Alabama team compared to years past or not, if you make a mistake, they will pounce on it and you will pay for it. So that's the focus today here in Pasadena. Yeah, it's pretty simple math to me. Yeah, you protect the edge. Uh, you make Milrow, if he's going to run, try and run up the middle. Make him throw the ball. Uh, can't turn it over. No stupid play calling. Don't have to throw 40-yard outs, especially against their athletes in that Bama secondary. And have a Michigan-like performance against Ohio State uh, in Columbus about 13 and a half months ago. That, to me, is uh, the key to success here. Field goals will be big. Special teams will be big. Field position. I know it sounds like sports cliches, but this is a big game. Anthony Broom and the Wolverine.com team, Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, all out in Pasadena. Uh, In-game, post-game, if if they're moving on to Houston for the national championship game, all the coverage at the Wolverine.com. Anthony, enjoy what I think will be a historic New Year's Day at the Rose Bowl. Thank you so much, and thanks for uh, thanks for being on the ride with us all year. We'll see if we got yeah, one more. Yeah, amen, buddy. Appreciate what you, Clayton, and Chris, no matter what happens today, what you guys have done, all pros. Enjoy it, man, okay? All right, take care. Happy New Year, you guys. Yeah, back at you, Anthony Broom, joining us from Pasadena in the Rose Bowl here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Live New Year's Day broadcast at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. We have the Michigan-Alabama game on the big screen. If you're listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game, you can join us at Celebration Cinema North and GR Studio Park in downtown Grand Rapids showing the game. Also, Celebration Cinema South and other locations across the state. Go to CelebrationCinema.com for the location close to you. And also get your tickets at CelebrationCinema.com. Speaking of tickets, uh, this is pretty cool because my son Ace was coming out, but... He's watching the game with a bunch of his Forest Hills Eastern teammates. So I have two tickets. Anybody listening on 96 won the game in Grand Rapids, first person to stop by and see me on my broadcast table in the lobby here at Celebration Cinema North, I have two free tickets to watch Michigan, Alabama. That will be the first person, first come, first serve on those tickets in the lobby. First person, all right? Get your tickets at CelebrationCinema.com. And also, like I said, multiple locations, six locations showing the game for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, our full show, our podcast are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule. Presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the Huge Show across Michigan. And the holidays are here, and it's time for you to get in on the NBA action. Right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a Holiday Moneyline Monday on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two live broadcast inside the lobby here at Celebration Cinema North getting set for Michigan and Alabama coming up at 5 o'clock on the big screen with the big sound. They do have six locations across the state showing the Michigan-Alabama game with Celebration Cinema. For the one close to you, go to CelebrationCinema.com. You can get your tickets there. Get your tickets at the box office here at Celebration Cinema North and join the huge show at our flagship station, 96.1 The Game and the Michigan Sports Network for Michigan-Alabama on the big screen. That is tonight, 5 p.m., Within the hour. I don't know if we'll have kickoff right at 5, but man, 
Uh, we do have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Who wins, Michigan or Alabama? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE on a 21,000. That is the word HUGE on a 21,000. Frank Schwab's going to join us in a moment. National NFL columnist for Yahoo.com. We'll get his thoughts. On the end of that Cowboys game where the Lions just got screwed, I, you can play it any way you want to. Uh, the power of the officials, the fact that they can't get together, that something of that nature isn't reviewable on what went on. It really seems to be one official's word versus the Lions, multiple Lions players, and Dan Campbell who flat out said immediately after the game that he told the officials prior to the game what was going on. So Frank Schraub, Yahoo.com will join us. Uh, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion with Michigan, will get his pick on the Alabama-Michigan game that kicks off within the hour. But I did want to bring in Frank Schwab, like I said, national columnist when it comes to the National Football League with Yahoo.com. And Frank, uh, from whether you saw it live or the replay on what went down Saturday night in Dallas. Um, where are you at on it? Uh, where are you at on NFL officiating? And what are the ramifications from what happened at the end of that Cowboys-Lions game? Yeah, I, I just, I'm kind of with, you know, probably the people there that just think it it was a mistake. The, the officials got it wrong. Like, how... <clears throat> I don't know how else you could view that situation. Like, Taylor Decker's not going over to the referee to talk about New Year's plans. Like, I mean, we, clearly he was going over that way. And now it's the NFL's kind of spinning this as, oh, the Lions were engaging gamesmanship. And all. Well, yeah, of course they are. Like, come on, let's not blame the Lions here. I get that maybe it's on them at some level to make sure the official knows that, that Taylor Decker's reporting, but... Pretty clearly he did, I, and the official missed it. And that's going to end up changing who wins the NFC East. It's going to change maybe who wins the Super Bowl. And it's, a, it's just a terrible look for the league. And even if, look, even if we want to transfer the blame to the Lions and all this kind of stuff, the officiating in the NFL this season has just been too big a part of the story. It's, it's, it's an every week thing now. And I know people just like complaining about officials, and that's always going to be the case and whatever. But... It really seems like it's overshadowing way too many of these weeks where I'm on with you or anybody else, and the one thing we're talking about for the first five, ten minutes is how this official screwed up that call or that call got blown or whatever, and it's just overshadowing the game. And at some point, the NFL needs to have this kind of come-to-Jesus moment of we need to fix this somehow, some way. We have nine months until we play another game or seven months or whatever it is after the Super Bowl. We need to figure this thing out the best we can. I, and, and just that's their offseason goal. I mean, that's how bad it's gotten. And, you know, the Lions got, got hosed out of a win. That Maybe that ends up be, being the difference in them getting a two seed. And not. It's, it's just terrible that this is what's overshadowing a, a pretty fun week of Week 17 football. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan, talking about the end 
of that Lions-Cowboys game. What I don't understand with how much they rely on replay and having, you know, outside sources that can talk to the officials, why wouldn't you huddle up on something that could change so much as you just listed and we all know? Why wouldn't those officials huddle up or somebody from the replay control say, hey, wait a minute, you know, Decker went over there, uh, what was said, did he report? Um, it, it, it's almost, you know, and this is something that I, I don't know the, the, the official officials process, but usually when you report, don't they normally announce uh, number 76 is eligible? Don't they announce that? Usually, yes. And, I mean, the, the, the referee clearly just somehow missed Taylor Decker. Like, he didn't – it didn't register with him that he was reporting then. And that changes the entire play. So, in this specific instance, you can't just go back and look at a replay and say, well, look, at Taylor Decker probably reported there. Let's give him the two-point conversion because the Cowboys need to be told. Number 68 is eligible. The crowd, you know, like you said, they announced it. Like, number 68 is eligible. Well, the Cowboys were not – like, there is an argument to be made that if the Cowboys are aware that Taylor Decker is eligible, they're going to cover him. (laughs) You know, I mean, that that does change the play. And I'm not sure that necessarily they stop the play or or whatever, but I I don't think that – because the Cowboys' gripe then would be – how can you go back and change this on a replay because we were never informed he was eligible? So that that's a different. But in in general, I think the one uh, the one thing the NFL is going to have to do is probably some eye in the sky type of stuff. The game moves too fast. It's too hard for these officials. It's uh, we have the technology to get some of these calls right, and you know the challenge system is fine for what it is, but it's not a, a fix all. So I think that. Kind of expanding the role of technology might help these officials, and, and maybe that avoids some of these mistakes. Although I think Saturday night that that was just unavoidable. Once once a referee doesn't see Taylor Decker and acknowledge him, like that, that's it. Like there's nothing you can do to really fix that. Well, to me, I like the eye in the sky. It's kind of like NHL has that command center they use. Uh, Major League Baseball does the same thing. If you're injecting so much replay into the game. Uh, in a replay on whether somebody, you know, the the ball skipped off the ground, whatever it is, when there are potential game-changing plays, when there are what could be a winnable play, if that's even a word, but uh, and have the eye in the sky, and, and then they talk. And even what bothered me about the end there in Dallas was that the officials didn't get together, and you could see. That when they were talking to Campbell, that all the officials weren't on the same page. Like they're like, "What? What is going on here?" They should have all got together uh, and and said, "Okay, who did what? Who did what? Who told this? Who knew this?" Right? And then decided what to do instead of just no, nope, no nope, illegal touch. We're moving on. Uh, it's you know. And then they tried to say Skipper reported. But he didn't, and he said that. That Campbell told the officials about this before the game, that it could be coming. Yeah. I mean, all this, it's just ugly. Yeah, the the, the Campbell thing, me, and I have no reason to disbelieve Dan Campbell, because as people probably now know, it's standard procedure for coaches to go to the officials and say, Look, and this we're going to have a trick play. We might do, we might not, but here it is. Is this legal? And they'll say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I'm sure Dan Campbell went through that. Why wouldn't he? He's a, I mean, every coach does before the game. And he said he does, and I don't think he's lying. So that's the troubling part. Well, the officials should have known something was up. Like the, They were tipped off already to this. And I, I know you can't remember every single thing over the course of a three-hour football game, but... Boy, it just seems like a it just seems like a, a failure by the NFL officials here, and I don't like the whole this concept that we're seeing pretty much today of it being leaked out of this is the Lions' fault for engaging in gamesmanship. Like I I don't really I don't like that. I I know the NFL's trying to take heat off of itself and put it on the Lions, but that's not fair to me. Like that the, the, the Lions did everything they should do, and. Was there some gamesmanship involved? Yeah, because Taylor Decker, you know, Taylor Decker's not going to jump up and down and be like, "I'm eligible on this play," because of course you're trying to. It's a trick play. Amen. You can't have a trick play if you're not trying to trick somebody. And so I think it's kind of dirty by the NFL. I assume anyway. Let's let's put that in air quotes. I the the NFL is trying to leak this out today that it was actually the Lions' fault. that's really not fair to Detroit. You know what, Frank? The defense of bad officiating not me more than anything in sports. It really does. It, 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 and you'll, you'll see it at the college basketball level. You'll see it in the NBA. I'm telling you, what's, name your sports. Actually, Major League Baseball now, since they go to that replay, there's not a lot of drama about their calls anymore. There really isn't. And right. NHL, NHL gets it right. They hardly ever miss a goal. They miss a, a, a you know, flagrant, uh, you know, they... they you know, throwing guys out, whatever. They never miss anything because they have a control center. Yep, and they yep. can look and at I, it. And that's you know, what the NFL needs. And I get frustrated sometimes with other sports where if a guy pops off the base for a split second on a steal that he's out. And that's like, that's not the spirit of this. But at least they're getting more calls right than exactly. not. Like, said, like there's not, a, other than strike zones really with the with MLB anymore, there's not a lot of drama about no. it. No, no, no. MLB and NHL, uh, you know, and even NBA. Yeah. I, I think really they, right. they take a little bit too much time, especially at the end of right. quarters in the games where they're flipping around the TV, I think. But... You know, they're, they're getting it right for what it is, even college basketball. Uh, but there is too much freedom given. The defense of the officials was what we expected, even though they have Rule 17 where the commissioner could overturn it. And But that wasn't going to happen because the Cowboys are the most expensive franchise. So be it. Hey, we'll catch up, talk NFL playoffs later, Frank. Just want to get your thoughts on the Lions getting robbed. I appreciate it. Happy New Year, my man. Absolutely appreciate it. All right, there he is, Frank Schwab, National NFL columnist, Yahoo.com, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We're less than an hour from Michigan, Alabama, on the big screen here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. You're looking for a last-minute place to watch the game. Come check it out. First person that stops by and sees me, I got another pair of free tickets to watch the game here at Celebration Cinema North in GR. Five other Celebration Cinema locations showing the game here within the hour, get your tickets, and for the one close to where you are right now, go to CelebrationCinema.com. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. 
show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. For goodness sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. We're live on New Year's Day. 2024 is here. Happy New Year uh, to everybody listening. Appreciate your support of the show. Happy New Year to Superfly Hayes and the Hayes family there in Rockford, Michigan. Hope you had a great New Year's Eve. Can't wait for the Michigan-Alabama game. It will kick off in about 50 minutes on the big screen here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. Just met a family. Uh, all big fans and got the husband, wife, two kids in their Michigan gear, getting set, looking at McCarthy jerseys, Corum jerseys, a lot of Michigan hoodies. It's going to be a great day if you're looking for last-minute plans. You can join me. I'll be watching the game inside the big theater, big screen, big sound, food, beverage service, uh, to your recliner at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. Also, five other Celebration Cinema locations. Tickets, CelebrationCinema.com, here at the Celebration Cinema North box office, and also for the location showing the game. Speaking of the game, want to get his prediction on it and last-minute thoughts. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. You know, I'm trying to remember the last time. You know, yes, Ohio State-Michigan games have been big, but the last bowl, and even maybe going back to 97, that have had this much anticipation on a game like this Bama matchup. 
Yeah, Bill, happy Happy New Year. There's no question. I think you're right. you got to go back to the 97 Rose Bowl game when everything was on the line and an undefeated team at that time. It certainly has that feel because of the magnitude of what's at stake. But I think also because of what this program is trying to prove. And remember now, we're back to where we left off a year ago. We're back to the same doorstep now where we got to the semifinal two years in a row, or going back two years now, and, and we stumbled in two two straight games in this very moment. And this program, this team, and these particular players came back for this moment. So they're going to try to get to some uncharted waters here, and it all starts here in about a half hour, 40 minutes. Why do you think uh, tonight in the Rose Bowl matchup with Bama could be different than what we've watched the last two college football playoff semifinals on the Michigan side? Well, I think two two main reasons. Uh, going back two years ago, that Georgia team was incredibly talented, Bill. And I, I think we were outmatched, quite frankly, a couple years ago against a Georgia team whose defensive front reminded me a lot of NFL defensive fronts with their size and speed. And then a year ago, I, I really honestly feel like Michigan walks into that stadium down there in Florida like they were just going to roll out there and win against a TCU team that didn't have all the flash that maybe some of the Michigan players uh, had thought they, you know, they needed didn't respect them quite enough. And I think this year's different because it's Alabama. There's no question about who Alabama is, their head coach, their program, the amount of NFL talent they have every year, including this year. And there is no taking this opponent lightly. There is no, there is no, you know, uh, a passe attitude about this one. This one is uh, all puckered up. I think this is a this is a challenge. This is a measuring stick, even beyond the Ohio State game from a few weeks ago, Bill. If Michigan can find a way to get over this hump here, we're taking this program and position where this team gets to the altitude that they have not reached before. Yeah, and that would be Houston against the winner of tonight's late game, the other semifinal between Washington and Texas. And for Harbaugh, it's the next level game. You beat Saban, that that goes a long way uh, on and off the field and year-round. Well, there's no question because Nick Saban will, is and will be regarded as one of the greatest college football coaches, if not the best ever. And we know how good he is in bowl preparation and in performances of bowl games over the, over the years. And for Jim Harbaugh, trying to, again, for him as a head coach, trying to take the program to the next step. We've gotten over the Ohio State hump now. We're looking for more. He's talked about it all year, going back to last year's loss against TCU. This team is looking for more. This group of seniors looking for more. And now it's his chance to take the program where we've never been. Amen. Uh, before I let you go, what's your prediction uh, tonight? Michigan, Alabama, who wins? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be a little slanted here, Bill. I'm going to stick with that 31-28 Michigan victory. Keys to the game. I'll keep saying it. Got to keep J.J. clean and upright and get his confidence going in the first quarter and get things going off on a good start. If, if this turns into some sort of track meet and we get out of our game, look out, it could be ugly. But I think Michigan finds a way. We're going to lean on this defense of ours here tonight to do what they are capable of doing, and Michigan's going to find a way to win this one. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s, offensive lineman at Michigan. Also part of the weekly Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. Check it in uh, before kickoff on Michigan-Alabama at the Rose Bowl. Happy New Year, Doug. Enjoy that game uh, with the friends and family. It's going to be a big one. It will, Bill. Happy New Year to you, and go Blue.
All right, Doug Skeen, uh, wrapping up our conversation. Uh, we're here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. If you're looking for a last-minute spot to watch Michigan, Alabama on the big screen, big sound, get your tickets at CelebrationCinema.com. Five other locations showing the game. Celebration Cinema close to you. Go to CelebrationCinema.com. You want to join in on our Honolulu Blue? Huge question of the day. Who do you like tonight, Michigan or Alabama? It's presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile is a Michigan-based bank, which means they have locations all across Michigan, and your money stays right here in Michigan with Mercantile Bank. Huge, 24-7 at They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Nickelodeon Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, just a few minutes away from kickoff. Michigan, Alabama, here at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. Now, you can join us. Tickets available at the box office last minute if you want to jump in and watch it on the big screen with the big sound and also multiple Celebration Cinema locations across the state. 
uh, showing the game for the one close to you. And to get your tickets, go to celebrationcinema.com. Earlier, I had a chance to talk to Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com team, get his thoughts on the Rose Bowl, Michigan-Alabama, and also the future of Jim Harbaugh. When you look at this matchup, where, where does Michigan have the advantages right now over Alabama and vice versa? I think it's, it's tough to say for sure because, you know, I, I think that Alabama's definitely got some advantages. I think Michigan might have, with this, its experience and with J.J. McCarthy, an advantage at quarterback, but you, you can't let Jalen Milrow run around. I, look, I, I think that Michigan can move the football if they use J.J.'s legs, as we talked about earlier. They use him in read options, kind of like Auburn did. I mean, LSU has a different type of beast at quarterback, Heisman winner Jaden Daniels, but he had success moving the ball with his legs. He rushed for, I think, close to 200 yards in that game. So there are some examples of where you can you can exploit that. I also think that Alabama's secondary is very talented, but there's some, uh, there's some opportunities in the middle of the field, uh, in the intermediary type of throws that J.J. McCarthy's really good at. Uh, Colston Loveland, Michigan's tight end, could be a mismatch type of guy like a Brock Bowers was for uh, Georgia against them and I know he wasn't fully healthy I'm not saying he's Brock Bowers but I think he's similar Nick Saban said that the other day as well Roman Wilson same type of thing from the wide receiver spot Um, so I think Michigan can take advantage of that and we do talk about Jalen Milrow this is definitely the biggest challenge individually that Michigan's had to face this year at the quarterback spot but at the same time this might be the best defense that Alabama has faced right up there with Georgia. You, you could argue one way or the other. And a lot of what Michigan's defense is remembered as will have to do with how they played in this game. But Michigan's D line, you know, I think can have some success. Alabama's tackles, good, not great, especially left tackle Caden Proctor. He's a true freshman playing in there. He's huge. I think he's 370 pounds or something mm. like that. But he gets he gets moved and you can get around him. You saw Texas do that. You saw some other teams do that. So I think this Michigan defense with its D line. Uh, could potentially control the line of scrimmage. Uh, but a lot of it's going to come down to what does Jalen Milrow does? He can throw a good deep ball. Uh, will he be able to connect on some of those big plays? And will they be able to contain him as well? So it's a matchup game. You know, there are so many different chess pieces that both sides are going to have to play. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan is able to execute. Uh, they, they also talked about, you know, a, a couple weeks ago how they've kind of changed their prep a little bit for the playoffs, so uh, doing a little bit less contact, a little bit more conditioning, try to stay light on their feet, uh, you know, this year than the last couple. So, uh, For Michigan, who are some outliers on guys you think need to have a big game Monday at the Rose Bowl for Michigan to beat Saban? I think a lot of it's going to come down to how they've revamped that offensive line on the right side now that Zach Zinter, unanimous All-American, is out for the season at right guard, and you got to plug in Carson Barnhart like they did the the last game against Iowa uh, at right guard. He was playing right tackle most of the year. And then Trent A. Jones, who was coming in as an extra offensive lineman most of the season, now he's your right tackle. So you've got to be really good up front against these dynamic pass rushers of Alabama. Michigan's had some issues protecting at different times this year. So I think those two guys, even Drake Nugent in the center too, uh, you know, because he's kind of on the right side as well. You play next to the right guard. They've got to play well. They've got to protect the quarterback and JJ McCarthy, even if he's not protected, you know, for three full seconds on every play, like Doug Skeen, you know, talks about, it's got to be three seconds. He's got to be able to make some plays, get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs and and find guys downfield. Um, 
I think, you know, I've watched a lot of Alabama over the last couple of weeks. I think an outlier type guy um, who maybe wouldn't be, an, you know, other people wouldn't consider an outlier, but Mikey Sainer still from the nickel spot. God, he's played well this year. He's played he? incredible. I mean, five interceptions, and every time Michigan needs a big play, it seems like he makes it. And when he doesn't, it was Rod Moore against Ohio State to seal the game. And I, I think that Mikey Sainer still bringing him on some nickel blitzes, maybe to the right of Jalen Milrow because he likes to roll that way, could be something that Michigan does. Uh, when you look at Jalen Milrow's stats, he's not as good against the blitz, so he's a guy I think Michigan can use in that capacity. And then Michael Barrett, too, from the linebacker spot. I would imagine if Michigan spies Jalen Milrow, it will be Michael Barrett in that role, and he's Michigan's fastest linebacker. He was you know, a, a hybrid type of guy, DB linebacker at one point in his career, so I think he can fill that role for them. Um, but... Man, you know, a lot of guys are going to have to step up, play their best game. I think Alabama, with a month to prepare, too, is going to find some matchups they like as well. And one of them could be Josh Wallace at cornerback, who hasn't been tested a ton this year, opposite of Will Johnson. Um, so everyone's got to play well. But I think Mikey Sanders still could swing this game. I think Colston Loveland from tight end can swing this game. And then I think just on both sides of the line of scrimmage, you got to be really strong. The Harbaugh story. Uh, it's interesting that. Reportedly, there's a huge mega offer, a lifetime deal sitting there for him. It is funny how any NCAA conversation, anything else seems to have disappeared uh, once they uh, beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten and now are the overall number one seed representing the Big Ten uh, conference. Mm -hmm. The key is that San Diego job, I think Iberfus might be saving his job with the Bears, with the way they played. I think whether they five and four in their last nine, it's going to be tough to fire somebody there. Uh, the Vegas job, look, look at the Raiders, just won at Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to mention that. You know, seem to... Pierce may be keeping yeah, that job. Yeah, they're playing yeah. for Antonio. Uh, so it, it, in my mind, it feels like Harbaugh is either the coach of the Chargers next year, or if they go another way, he signs that long-term deal at Michigan. Yeah, I mean, are there yeah. any other NFL options? I don't. I don't think there will be. I, I think some will probably come open. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when he interviewed with the Vikings. That wasn't one that people really had on their radar. People were kind of pointing more to Vegas. They go in a different direction. Uh, I think the Chargers was open at that point too. It could be wrong. Maybe Staley was a year before. But you know, people looked at some of the obvious ones. Chicago was one of those as well. And then it ended up being the Vikings where he was closest to landing. So. Possibly, you know, same thing with the Broncos this past year where he interviewed with twice. Um, you know, I, I think one, his focus right now is on the college football playoff, but there have been co uh, ongoing contract extension talks with Michigan as well. And it sounds like they're coming around to the fact of, all right, we need to pay him quite a lot of money to, to make him feel wanted. You know, I feel like in my opinion, that's been the biggest thing for him throughout his career is he feels uh, you know, he kind of likes to be courted as a lot of these coaches do with the egos and everything. What's the number? Is is it correct? Like 10 years, 150 million? I'm not sure how correct it is, but it was Ian Rappaport from NFL Network reported 10 years, 125 million. 125 so, million. So 12 and a half, it'd be right up there with Saban and those guys as the highest. It's paid. a lifetime contract, basically, to keep Harbaugh there. He just turned 60. Forever, right? So, to me. so he'd be 70. And, you know, if you want to go. It's a lifetime deal if he takes it. Pretty much, if that's if if the report's correct. But if he was gung ho to take it, and it is the up there with some of the biggest offers ever, it's more than what Mel Tucker got. It's up there close to what I think uh, Brian Kelly has. There, there was 
a story also over the weekend <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. well, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, Brian Kelly might be interested. Kelly did not like the academic restrictions at Notre Dame. Michigan has similar academic restrictions. He's recruiting freely at LSU. The only thing that would make him move, and he does like to move, and that has been on his resume, is that with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, uh, hello. And that's in his recruiting base, yeah. How tough that is. And Kelly now comes back to Cincinnati, Grand Valley, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Midwest roots, right? Sure. And I think, too, though, a question is, one, you know, we're playing the hypothetical game because Harbaugh is still here. But but two, I don't know that Michigan, and in fact, I would guess, uh, and, and maybe more than a guess, that Michigan wouldn't necessarily have interest in Brian Kelly. Either. There's, there's a reason why... They haven't gone after him in the past when some of these openings and State come up. was split on him and turned and went on a jumped on a plane and went and got D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. When it, Kelly was at Central, right? So I, you know, I don't know Brian Kelly, but obviously there's some some things that you know people have looked at in, in the past when deciding whether or not to go after him for some of these jobs. And then the third thing is, I think Michigan would be smart to run a national search if they had a, a head coach opening at the same time, I think Michigan feels really comfortable with the prospect of Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator and line coach being the, the next head coach. I think he's Michigan earned it by what point. he did filling in those three games. I think he earned it in my mind. I think it made people feel a lot better about that, that potential. Um, you know, I would hesitate to say earned it, I guess, but you know, because it is a, it's a, huge well, there was job. a lot of pressure stepping in. No doubt for those three games. He did a great job. I, I mean, I think stepping in though, is different than having to run the program year-round. I mean, there's so much that goes into this job, especially at Michigan. You mentioned academics being one of them, but NIL and, and the transfer restrictions they have uh, and just how big of, of a job this is. We've seen guys fail at it in the past, so I think they'd be wise if they had a job opening, run a national search. I would include Sharon Moore in that, that search, and he may be the guy, the best guy for the job, um, but it's, it's interesting. I, I would guess... The Jim Harbaugh doesn't sign a contract extension if he does. I mean, I would think that comes after the bowl game. And, I mean, he's a guy with leverage right now. He's a guy who could have some interest from the NFL. So he'd be able to weigh his options. So it might be the smart way to go. Um, I would also say it might be smart to take $12.5 million a year. So you really can't go wrong. Over if 10 years. If you're Jim Harbaugh, over 10 years. So NFL, be NFL yeah. uh, chargers, as I say, hypothetically, give you $7 million? You know, right, and they're they're a cheap franchise, right? So I'll just say high seven million over five years, right? And, and you know that's why I think you got maybe two years to win, right? Because they're in and their salary cap, they are strapped in terms of salary cap money. When you look at their stars, and they're going to yes. have to go the other way and give up a few to free up money. Yeah, they they're not in a good cap situation. They have Justin Herbert, but I mean he. Um, you know, he hasn't had the supporting cast, I guess. They do have a lot of talent, and, you know, it's hard to say whether or not it's him or, or whether it was Brandon Staley or is it the other guys around him or is it the organization, something that Lions fans, you know, have talked about for a long time as well. So I think, you know, Chargers, he, he has ties to California and all that, but if you did sit there in mid-January and they called him and offered him $7 million, it's like I can get almost double that from Michigan. And again, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's a money guy. He never has been. But I think that money to him represents how much love and respect that, that the people are showing and how much you really want me. Um, and if Michigan is offering more of that and he feels comfortable in a situation, is lives next door to his parents and 
the kids are there and Jay works for him and he, he has a great situation. He's got the program humming. Then I think that could be an appealing option too. So just if he doesn't, you know, just because he doesn't sign this contract extension before the bowl game, in my opinion, doesn't mean that he's for sure going to go if he gets interest from the NFL. And quietly, he could have told uh, Santa Ono, Manuel, who's ever at the table, his agent, hey, I want to get through the college football playoff. I want my team to be the focus first, and then we will give you a decision, right? He could have said that for sure. And I think that's, to me, I, and we know that. That, had, seems, that seems like the correct business protocol here. Right. And, and he has, I think his focus is solely on Alabama. That, that goes and that goes right back to my point. hundred percent. His agent could say, "Look, we're going to decide when the when the season's over." He, so, from what we've heard, he's had people working on this, including an agent. Um, you know, over the last few weeks, really months. But I don't think he's really all that involved in those right now because, like you said, and I agree with you. I mean, I think his number one priority is to finish this season in the college football playoff and focus all of his effort on trying to beat Alabama and then whoever might be next, Washington or Texas, if they're able to get past that. But I don't think he's all that focused on it right now. At the same time, you know, part of me is like, you still could just fire up DocuSign, you know, as we all use these days and sign, sign the darn thing. And maybe there is a, and Harbaugh is a competitor. I'm not saying he holds grudges, but he seems to have a fertile, long memory with what he's been through with his own school and the self-imposed three-game suspension to start what was going to be a glorious year, and they still could hit that with Hardball missing half the season with suspensions. Maybe there's a side of him that uh, there isn't a a number, an amount of money. Because if you look at the reports and it goes from a five-year to a 10-year deal, it, it almost seems not desperate, but that Michigan is doing everything they can to tell him, look, we have your back. But maybe he doesn't believe that. Right. And, and you know, there are reports out there, too. Because they had his back, and then all of a sudden when the Partridge stuff came out, they didn't yeah. have the back. Right. Then they have his back. I mean, it's been back and forth. Right. And then they, yeah, they put things on pause, and then they resume, and they put put contract talks back on pause, and they delayed this thing to now – people were talking in the last week is, is this going to get done before they leave for Pasadena? So I think that the school has done that to themselves. And I think he probably saw what happened to Chris Partridge and what happened to, you know, with this NCAA situation and how fickle people can be. And this is at any institution. Certainly I think it's something that's the case in a lot of different aspects of universities, public universities. So I think he probably has had his eyes open to that and doesn't want to go out, um, you know, or, or kind of have his fate, in the hands of some of these people. Um, and that's complete opinion at, uh, you know, right there. But I think that's something he could look at as well. Um, you know, and I think at the end of the day, probably the thing that he wants is to see what his options are right around mid January after the season's over and, and then kind of make a decision after that. Yeah. Cause the way it went to a basically lifetime deal at 60 and 10 years, Hardball wants to look maybe one final time at the NFL, and if there is an opportunity that he feels he could get that Super Bowl trophy like his brother John, and his brother John may get another one uh, this year, uh, that uh, he doesn't want to say no to it until he's able to weigh it. right? And I don't think Michigan's in any hurry if Hardball signs this now or in three weeks. Well, I think they prefer he signs it now because – they don't want to go through maybe the dance of the NFL again, like the last couple off seasons. But the funny thing is to me, is you read Ian Rappaport's report and, and there's been some other reports about it 
as well, where you have this contract on the table, and one of the clauses in there is that he wouldn't be able to entertain any NFL interest before the 2024 season. Well, if he waits to sign it until February 1st, you know, that clause is pretty much null and void as it is. So I'm not saying that's what's happening, but there's just so much that goes into it. And in Michigan, you definitely wouldn't, you know, if he signs it now, you would want probably something in there that says that. So uh, I think that's likely a smart move by them. Again, I'm not in the negotiation, so it's tough to say, but there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, part of me says by that clause now up to a 10-year deal, they don't want to play the waiting game with him. It's like if we're going to give you $12.5 million a year. If we're going to give you $125 million reportedly over 10 years, you need to sign this. Right. By, you know, but when the championship game ends. Yeah, something like that. And you would want, <laughs> I mean, you would want him to sign that and then not have to go through. You, you would think that $12.5 million is enough to of a price to pay uh, or for him to receive to not go through that NFL dance for would be a third straight off season. Um, you know, I don't know how much it's hurt necessarily because he do, he's done a, such a good job of coming back and okay. You know, I think I, in my opinion, I think he chose to not take the Broncos job and they've been able to carry over the success the last couple of years too from the year before. I so. only see San Diego because they have a quarterback because they have Bosa, they have receivers uh, they have a team that yeah. easily, when you look at the Chiefs, who I think are on the way down, you look at the Broncos, the Raiders, how they just, you know, nobody taking them seriously. I know they won at the Chiefs. You're in the right division there, in my mind. Mm-hmm. You are. Uh, right division to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. You know, 11 and 11-6 11 and six may win you the division. Yeah. I'm talking with L.A., not saying, I keep saying San Diego, but the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. For so, sure. Uh, the cap thing is, is a weird situation. I wonder how much he would look into that because he's also a very competitive person who would probably believe he could win, you know, in, in many situations too. I mean, San, San Francisco didn't look like it was going to be in a good spot when he took over there and he did a great job. He turned around Michigan, Stanford. Could he be waiting on what JJ's decision also could be if he's coming back? Maybe. Right? Maybe JJ's got to decide by January 15th. So there could be... Time there, and you wonder if JJ kind of wants to know what what Harbaugh's doing. Right, I'm sure they've talked about it at some point. Yeah, maybe they have to. Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borden, Doug Skeen, the Wolverine.com crew, round the clock coverage of Bama, Michigan, the college football playoff. Also, they'll keep you up to date on University of Michigan basketball and more at the Wolverine.com. They'll have three team members on the ground in Pasadena. Looking ahead to kickoff Monday at 5 p.m. Clayton, thank you, my man. Thank you so much. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the Huge Show across Michigan. And the holidays are here, and it's time for you to get in on the NBA action. Right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up will score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It is a holiday Moneyline Monday 
on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the huge show. Net. There you can also listen to our free live stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen live, hear the podcast anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, one of our MLB and Tigers insiders, former major leaguer and baseball Hall of Famer for the most pinch hits in a single MLB season, John Vanderwall, West Michigan resident, out of Hudsonville, played at Western. An unbelievable resume amongst the best to have ever played. Teammates with Jeter. Teammates with Bonds. The guy is a living legend. And as Superfly says every once in a while, man, we are blessed to have John Vanderwall in studio. We'll talk Tigers, their offseason, Shohei Otani. Uh, John is off the iRacing circuit for the day. So this time he'll be able to join us to talk about Shohei. Last time when there were the rampant rumors that Shohei could sign with Detroit, Superfly called John and said, hey, can you come on the show? Bill's live over at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. JV said, I'm iRacing and hung up the phone. (laughs) John is an iRacer. We're looking to get a connection with Jeff Striegel and Berlin Raceway and what was your last race? When was it? Uh, yesterday. How'd you do? Uh, I was racing a road course in England, Orland Park. Yeah, I've been there before. Nice yeah, place. It is. They got foxes that run around with horses and stuff. So, uh, not not re- not very good, but I'm just. Are you like a NASCAR level? I love racer? the love the NASCAR, but getting into the road rate, love road racing. It's a whole different ball game. You. Like yesterday, we had 12 guys, what, 150-some people were racing, and then you have your splits and all this stuff, but I was the only one from America. Everyone else was from Europe. and so, so you felt like a flag flying, right? I did. It was, and I started in the back. I just wanted to get used to the track. And You were here in the old diamond. They come to America. Seventh. You know, I was uh, using the clutch with this little, uh, this this V car. It's an open-wheel car, so... Uh, learning how to use the clutch again. In the that iRacing is really, it, it has taken off. Are it's you, big. Are you in a big simulator or just off of computers? Uh, I have a little, I have a little D-Box motion thing. and yeah. So I, it moves and stuff? Oh, yeah. So you got to like, you walk Weight in. restrictions though, you know, so you've got to have. So I'm out. Yeah, I'm you out, are out. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. I'm <laughs> in your backup driver. Yeah. I don't think you fit in the seat, you know, <laughs> but. <laughs> Look like a clown car. <laughs> you know, leaning to the right. Trying oh, to no, drive. you don't have to lean. It, it leans. It leans for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh okay. So All right. So it's kind of like you're going to an amusement park. 
Yeah, you, have you, you ever went to Celebration de- Cinema? I don't know if they still have the D box yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the same company, same format, but I have it, and they have the. That's awesome. It man. is. It's it's fun. It's you don't necessarily need it, but at my age, you know, this is my hobby. I like to do. Yeah, it. I mean, you, you do that in golf, right? Yep. Pretty much are your hobbies. That's it. By the way, have you been to Ada Indoor Country Club yet on Pettis and Ada here on I the West Side? I have not. Of the state? You have invited me. I. You know, the holiday season. I didn't show up either on that Sunday. So that was, I had a, that was a night after, was that after Michigan? Well, what was that? Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. The, I was at the Broncos game, the Broncos Lions. Oh, I and heard something. that was something special. Yeah, that was loud. We and shouldn't have sold our tickets, but we. Well, you have season tickets, right? We do. Yeah. That, did you get a hit with the big increase on the notice from the Lions? I think we were hit when we bought them. Yeah, I, I think it's the older. So I think older it, was, it went up like twenty five bucks a ticket. I it think was it's nothing. I think it's the older season ticket holders who are locked in on a price who now are getting the reports of you know sixty seventy percent increase. Yeah, so uh, I mean, probably what we were paying for our section one seventeen end zone seats, we we're up thirty seven. You know, row thirty seven. I th- I think they're great seats, but we're probably paying more for those seats than a lot of people who have been you know, diehard season ticket holders for all these years in much better areas. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I believe that the Lions are going to be, they're going to be around for a long time. So you're and upgrading the club seats? I don't know yet. We'll see if they could become available because right. they are really, they're, they're, I think they went up double what, what they love well, supply and demand. demand. You know, it's you know, uh, it, it, that's they're a, a it's business a, at the end of the day. They are. It's a it's a risky proposition. I mean, you going up eighty percent on. You tickets, better win. You better win, and you know I, I understand completely why they're doing it. They, I I read a story, John, that one of the big reasons from an anonymous source at the Lions why they did this is that so many people were selling their tickets this year and profiting off the tickets on what they paid for that the Lions are basically trying to say, if you're going to buy those tickets, chances are you're not going to sell them. You're going to use them. That makes sense. Right? Now, my wife and I have been to half the games, but, I mean, we have given our tickets to other people for cost. I mean, they're friends, family. So we Yeah, do, for we, cost for family and friends is a nice little holiday gift. <laughs> Welcome back to the Vanderwall family Christmas. Uh, Uncle Vic from Hudsonville. Uh, oh, Uncle go, Vic, it's 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 thirty percent more. Okay, but hold on. You look. You, Uncle Vic goes. Oh, I'm going to open up my. I'm going to open up my Christmas gift from John and his wife. Oh, look! <laughs> I got I got six tickets to the Vikings and the Lions at the end of the year. And I only have to pay face value. <laughs> that is a steal. It <laughs> is a steal in, today, in today's you. world. Thank you, Uncle Vic. I hope you enjoy that. Now, by the way, we do have the square on my iPad where you can slide <laughs> your credit card. And pay for your no, it's easier on Ticketmaster. It's you really just, easy. You can just transfer and sell it. Oh. Uncle Vic, uh, can I get you an email so I can send you the Ticketmaster by my tickets? Well, three link? years ago, if I had season Merry tickets. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. What'd you get me? Oh, John, I didn't get you anything except a portrait of you and your family. You got that a cost lion me stocking hat. $600. You got a lion stocking hat? Yeah, you? you get the free giveaways, you know. They, they send you stuff in the mail as season ticket holders? No, actually going in, every every time you go in, you get something. 
So, and I'll tell you what. Season ticket holders do? Everybody does with a ticket. Oh, well, yeah, I, I know. I, well, I got, the, I got the ornament yeah, on the Broncos oh, yeah. game, but they give you the stuff. Oh, they gave going. the ornament again? Oh, we got that in the mail. So that's what they uh, gave okay. out of that. Oh, well, okay. So I, I, I guess I don't got the MLB resume Hall of Fame. Well. But they give me, why don't they give you that going out? Because if they give you going in, how do you hold beers and hold your free giveaway? Well, or if you put it underneath your seat. I so got the we, third down we, sign. We, we, no, had, we, we had four of us. Three three of the ornaments got stomped on because you put them underneath your seat and people are coming by or you are. And you're sitting down and you forget you had it there and you stomped on it. Where were your seats at? Oh, uh, Mooch from Coppercraft. Oh, club level, huh? 40, no, about... Uh, 38 rows up, about 40-yard line. Wow. Mm, lower level. Must be nice. They were nice. They yeah. were really nice. Yeah. You get you know, but if you're going for eight games, and the lines are going to be good with this window, look at the youngsters like J-Mo and Jameer and Laporta. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I believe Goff, with a strong finish here and a playoff win or a great playoff performance or performances, will get that big four-year extension, right? And then a guy like Hooker could be groomed as their backup for the next couple, three years. I think that's what they're planning on. Well, he has I mean, to, Teddy Bridgeway, did he say this is he, his last he's year? done. Yeah, which I don't blame him. I it's mean, Hooker's set up to be the backup, yep. right? Which is, which is a smart, again, from Brad Holmes, who should be executive of the year in the NFL. Well, look at the moves they made. Everyone was dogging look them. At, look at the young guys. Yes. And they're all under contract for a while. Yep. So your window is a little bit longer than the normal – NFL salary cap window. Jamo, Gibbs, Laporta. Well, I mean, you and I have talked for the last couple of years in Lions, and we both agreed that you got to be patient. I have, and I said you got to be patient with these guys because I could, I could see it, and even in the first year, the players will die for this guy, for the coaching staff. I mean, the whole coaching staff. You, you can have, you know, one week they're great, the next week they're terrible. But this coaching staff that he's put together has done a fabulous job. The offensive and defensive coordinators. Phenomenal job. What we as normal fans look at and what we don't see is the injuries, how guys feel. You know, the Lions are going to have, you know, some really big pieces coming back on the defensive side, which is going to be really interesting to see what moving forward. Because I felt that their defense was, was really good, you know, against the, against the Chiefs. And then what they lose, two of their mainstays in the Seattle game. So they've been battling injuries on on the defensive side of the ball all year long. I think the defense has played okay. You know, our offense has gone through some tribulations where they've had a lot of three and outs, and that's when we lose. So uh, hats off to the Lions organizations. I know going in as a season ticket holder and we go in and we go to the games that when you walk in, it's just kind of like a euphoric state. It's really cool. The people are that work there are awesome. They're happy. It's, it's in and out. Um, you get into the game. It's easy to get in, easy to get out. The only thing that I think about Ford Field is the aisleways on, on, the, you know, on, on the 50 side. You, know, you go down, not on the end zone side. Right. It, they're, they're too shallow. I mean, there's just not enough room on there. And you did tell me uh, when I did get the season tickets that you know, when you're on that lower bowl, it is, it's very clustered. And it is. But uh, what a great atmosphere to watch a football game. And I am a proud Lions fan. I have been for years, and this is just awesome. To see yeah, uh, the, the Broncos game was absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, I can't imagine what it will be like for that playoff game, the first one ever at Ford Field. And if the Lions uh, can, you know, 
find a way uh, to get to the one seed. You never know. I mean, you know, at, at worst here, uh, it's going to be three seed with a home playoff game. So what do you think they're going to do in the playoffs? Uh, are, are, are are they prime for a run? I, I, I just think if they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs, I would think they could go in the Super Bowl. Seattle scares me. We've never played well against Seattle. That, home, home or away? No, I mean so that that that's a concern. Uh, the Rams are not quite what the what uh, the Mariners that Seattle is, but that that's the one thing that does concern me. I hope that we're healthy and we go in. There's a lot of luck in in professional sports too. You got to have a lot of luck to get to eleven and four where they are um, to win the division. So they have that. But now you've got to get – you have to be lucky to be healthy, I feel, in the playoffs to go far. So I we'll agree. see what happens. And there's some – you know, look at the Niners. You know, where they're banged up, you know, down to Darnold or Sam Darnold, at quarterback, in, in that Baltimore game. And you watch what Baltimore did to the Niners and what Baltimore did to the Lions in Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the best team in pro football. They, they dominated. Sh- they showed it this past Sunday night. I think Lamar – Lamar is the MVP. Purdy probably lost the MVP uh, on well, Christmas night, Monday night, Sunday night. My days with the holiday week get all screwed up right now. So uh, John Vanderwall, by the way, in studio, uh, we'll talk Tigers offseason. I like what they're doing. Think about the new look rotation, some of the utility players they've picked up. They're in the weakest division in baseball. Uh, I do want to get to the Tigers, AL Central. You got to be happy. You got to be really looking forward to the the coming year because we've talked about your son and you're so proud of him. I can't wait to watch your reaction on how he goes through the process of of trying to pick a school to go to because uh, he's a phenomenal player. He's just getting uh, looked at now. I think you know he's at, he's at least a D two player, and I, I feel he's probably going to be at a D one somewhere. Yeah, you know, with the new year, thinking about it, uh, I'm. Very happy with the way he's approaching it. He's not getting too excited. I I think he uh, always says uh, thank you to people that show interest. Um, I'm I'm looking at other guys in the area. Like you coached, volunteered at Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central who won the D3 title, and they had a couple of D1 players. Yeah, right? Hutkins. I, I was so Hutkins cool. going to Purdue, and – and Alan True from 24-7 uh, Rivals Recruiting uh, in studio last week said that Hudkins, when he went to the Under Armour camp and ran well and did well, was where he went next level. Well, then Alan was telling me that uh, he's here in Ace, may be invited to the Under Armour Combine that's, that's in Columbus, which I think he told me almost every kid that was there got a D1 offer. Yeah, and it was really cool because I'm, I'm close with the Hudkin family. Yeah, I've known Ty since he was just, we never, we did, we were hoping that he was going to grow because he was one of the smallest kids and he grew and phenomenal athlete. It was awesome to watch the family go through this process and now you get to go through that same process. It's, it's, we got Max Richardson also. Max, Max Richardson is Central phenomenal Commitment athlete. to Stanford. Yeah, I, you know, I hear he's got a lot of other, I, I actually listened to that show with Alan last week and I am very encouraged that he's got other offers other than the West Coast. I feel that I would like to see him come, you know, a little closer over here so that we could watch him play. Uh, he's a phenomenal athlete. He'll 
should be able to pick where he wants to go. And, and we were fortunate enough to have these two athletes with us. Great, well, great kids. Well, John, you know, I'll say this, and I tell everybody, and I tell Ace to his face, that it's your work ethic. Absolutely. You, it, it, this is your hard work. It's not because I do a sports show or you know, you're a good talker. This is people, you don't have to say a word. They see your work. They, they see how you performed against Cam Van Sokoma, who was the captain of the defense on the Detroit Free Press All-State team. People, The film doesn't lie. Exactly. The film, you know, how you look on film that you were gassed at the end of every game because you played hard. Yep. That you guys pull a lot. That, you know, I all I hear is, you know, don't lose that – Sparky McEwen at Davenport said, tell Ace, no matter where he goes, to never lose that nasty side. It, and nasty in a, in a fair way. Yes. Not, not cheap shots, none of that. The thing about football, and I've said it in prior shows, is that you have to be, a, you got to be tough. You have to be tough in this game. And the two kids that are going to D1, Huddy and Max, very tough kids. Great kids, good school kids, uh, great grades. But they are tough kids. They get down and get dirty. And their work ethic is impeccable, and that's what's going to make them successful at the D one level. Yeah. I think they're both going to be successful. I think Ace's GPA for the you know first half of his junior year. I think the trimester at Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern like three eight three eight five with some uh, I think a couple three AP classes, advanced classes, and. I think his workouts are at eight a week. Yep, I remember eight you a week, saying that. Eight a week. And I know Forest Hills is the school system. Well, in power strength, Mark Ennis, Brian Paulson, I, I will say this, uh, what they've done with Ace and they've done it with a lot of other athletes in the area, uh, it is a game changer because what they do is they create a situation where if you buy in with power strength, and I don't mean just monetarily, if you buy in on it, you're going to get this confidence. And that's what I've watched with Ace. There's two things, confidence and toughness. There's a difference between ego and, you know, just getting by. And I watch him after a game when he comes home and he's taken off uh, a wrap on the wrist, on both ankles, on his hip, and he played hurt. Or the, the biggest moment was what Joe Schwander told me at the team banquet that against Cedar Springs – uh, Ace wasn't feeling well, had that crud all day. They didn't have school, so luckily he was a – if they would have had school, he probably wouldn't have – you know, you got to go to school to play that night, right? And, that, uh, and I noticed early in the, in the game, first half, he didn't look right, right, just visually. And then at halftime they said they go in the talk and they hear Ace throwing up. And that uh, the coaches are like, well, what are we going to do? Are we, we going to play him? What do we do? Get some water and Wait, get him on. out on the field. Ace, they, hold on. That's what Ace did. Ace, Ace came out from throwing up. The team hears that they're quiet, and Ace says, let's F and go. Yeah. And they go out, and they were, I think, down one or up one tight game with Gus Capolco, who's a great coach at Cedar Springs. Yes. And we win. Great program. And we come back and win, and Ace played his butt off. And when I saw him afterwards, he was like pale, uh, but the toughness to persevere through, because the one thing that football teaches, John, and you're a, and I think it's why you volunteer. Like Ty Halleck, uh, the former NFL player, volunteers with Tim Rogers, who just retired and had one of the great high school coaching careers in the state, is that 
you respect that toughness, that that toughness will be with you the rest of your life. That's why I, I tell people about Ace. I'm not I'm not worried. I just always tell them, don't make a mistake that could cost you yep. and don't get caught up with a situation. Just be smart. Ask yourself, is it worth it? And I tell everybody I'm really comfortable for him being just turned 17 that this journey in football, you know, whether he ends up at a D2 school, whether he plays for Peter Sturzman at Hope or he goes a great program. and plays at Iowa, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And I listen to Alan True. I listen to Ballas. I listen to Josh Helmholt, guys who are recruiting insiders, and they go, well, high D2, mid D1 right now, but between now and the end of his senior year, he could he could take a next level. Look how far he came in the last year, yep. right? And just a good kid too, man. I I love all my children, but but Ace is he's got that heart. Yep. He, he just uh, you know I, I I remember him walking out the door Christmas Eve, going you know because divorce situation rotating holidays weeks, and he stood at that door and he just looked and he. He said, like, I want to thank you for everything, and um, you have a great Christmas. And it was with such conviction from the heart, right? Yeah. Where, and, and good things happen to good people, man. Yeah. And he works hard. And Mark Ennis, Brian Paulson, Power Strength, uh, what they've done, aces into his fifth year. Yeah, I've got a kid. Fifth uh, year there. Yeah. Fifth, five years of a commitment. And it's not just about the, the team, that sport. The commitment carries with you, and, and I'm telling you, football's been great. Schwander, um, you know, Mac with, you know, he's throwing shot, but he, I think he does that more for the social side of things. That the power strength commitment gave him, it's not boot camp. I'm not going to go that far, but it gave him organization and discipline. And then when you see the strength and your speed increases, and your agility increases, or you can broad jump eight feet, and you're 287 pounds, and you see it, and then you look in front of you of guys who have been through there, you know, that it motivates you. And, and that's what we all need. Well, I have a youngster, his name's Will Smith. He's from Lowell, great kid, uh, has grown so much. And I mean, he's taller than I am now, but he went to power strength, and we took like four months off before I saw him and he was a completely different kid from where I saw him. And I'm August telling you when I saw him, I'm telling you the first time in November, it was, and I told him, I said, wow, I mean, you're not, you've gained strength. You've gained confidence. I mean, it was almost the confidence that you could really see. So I, I, I hats off to those guys. They do a great job. And the kids that go in and take the program seriously, because you've got to take uh, weightlifting's not fun. Well, it's beyond weightlifting. It's agility. It's yeah, the boxes, but I mean, to go in and tires. do that every day, it's tough. Yeah. You've got to get yourself up, get prepared. Just not every day you're going to want to do that. But the kids that go out and put the time and effort into programs like this, those are the Well, and to see. me, you can look at it and you can see their elite premiere, they call it, which you really have to almost try out to get into that group. You have to show that you've been committed, right? That that You can look the list of quality high school Sports programs, not just football, it's other sports. And you can see the impact that Power Strike has had on these kids. Man, Mark Ennis had a vision, and this Brian Paulson, who worked with the Ravens, they, they do things. I'll watch Ace jump over five hurdles in a row and then 
broad jump, and you're thinking this dude's 287. I'm getting over maybe the first hurdle. Yeah, it's the, those are programs that are awesome. The, the Delamaliers were the first guy people that actually brought in strength and conditioning. They brought a, I forgot the guy who used to be the strength coach at Michigan. Barwis. Barwis. The Barwis method, remember? So Eric, Eric and Sandy were were light years ahead of everybody on this stuff, and they were they were really the ones who actually got all this stuff going. Uh, and, and I believe that's where um, Power Strength actually. I think they own the building over there now, but that's where they. They rented up, rented from them, and, and took their equipment and stuff. But uh, yeah, hats off to these people have done a they've done a phenomenal job. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. We're going to get to the Tigers conversation. Talk about their off season and where they sit right now uh, in the AL Central. You have a baseball question? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank Listener Line one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. From Detroit to Petoskey. This show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step in good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls... High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, uh, joining us in studio. He's in Cooperstown, the most pinch hits in a single major league baseball season. One of the sweetest swings from the left side you've ever seen. I saw that swing when he was a teenager through his final game. I was there in the stands, and he tipped his cap to me, and I tipped it back, and I said, Johnny, I taught you well. And that was the end, kind of like Robert Redford in the natural outside of the ribs bleeding, which I still don't know how the ribs were bleeding. Did he get shot? Yeah, he yeah, did. He got shot. That's always nice. He, he must have been in Kansas City. I told you about that when somebody got shot in the stands. Kansas City, Friday night game. It's crazy. Just shot in the stands. Yep. We didn't know about it until the next day, but maybe it was Robert wow. Redford. You know? hmm. Yeah, it's there's crazy people out there. All right. So let's get to, I'm trying to segue from shot in the stands. To, <laughs> hey, hi, everybody. Welcome back. Bill Simonson, John Vanderwall, Kansas City Royals baseball's on the air. <laughs> Royals taking on the Tigers tonight. And uh, John, before we get to the lineup, let's talk about target practice in the stands. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure the segue there. We're really dealing, Johnny, what I love about you. I really do love <laughs> that when I bring you in, we never talk about what we planned on talking about. We never do. Yeah. We it always, like, we're going to get to the Tigers. People are like, okay, I'm waiting. How's the AO Center? What do you think about Flaherty, Maeda? Uh, we're talking, do you think it's sunny or is it cloudy? <laughs> We, we, we I, maybe it's our yeah. combined ADD. We're good friends. Yeah, we're good friends, and we're both uh, similar psychotic people who require medication. But besides that, uh, we're all good. Uh, the Tigers, um, again, uh, they were honest about their offseason. They weren't going to spend big money on big free agents. They did shore up the pitching, which we talked about was a need, and Maeda and Flaherty. Are solid twos and threes, threes and fours. If they can stay healthy and Scooble comes back and you get a Reese Olsen can contribute. I mean, you're you're talking AL Central where it's a race to what? 85 wins to win the division, if that, right? Yeah, and I like the Flaherty deal. I mean, if they can get him back to you know, where he was in St. Louis, that's, that's big. And supposedly this guy can do it. This guy's a magic man. So if he pitches well and you keep uh Scooble healthy, you know, they got a chance. Here's the deal though. I mean, the central's bad. And if they were in the East or the West, they lost hundred games. So this team, they're going the right direction. I like all the moves they made. We've got to be patient and let them develop is basically what it is. So you can't go, okay, they won 77 games last year, and now I'm worried they're going to win 85. They might. They might not. It's it's baseball. But let them develop. This guy's got a pretty good plan. He's bringing in these, these pitchers that were on a down year, and they're trying to prop them back up. I think that's a lot easier than going out and getting – like Rodriguez that year where he, you know, he was supposed to be the, all this and he fell. And I got a guy who wasn't very good, who has it in him to be good. Those are, I think those are pretty easy things to do. Those are, those are low hanging fruit. So they got that. If they can get something out of him, you know, maybe they got something. It's, it's just tough to tell. They're going to win games because they're in 
the American League Central. Well, and that's where you kind of fit your roster to what you're saying is just compete, which keeps the fan interest there that you're competing for 500. Like I said, a few wins above that probably wins uh, the AL Central. They picked up Maeda, we mentioned, Fair, or Flaherty. I like that. Uh, Andrew Chafin coming back. Uh, Shelby Miller, uh, the bullpen led by Lang and Foley. Looks like they have deep enough arms there. I you know, I look at this. It's how Parker Meadows can play the comeback from injuries for Riley Green uh, and can buy as good a swing back. If you want to tell me how uh, the Tigers fight for 500 or fight to win uh, the AL Central in order, it's those things. You hit it right on the head. I mean, I think Baez is the big is the big piece. Can you fix a swing that easily when they got new you can. coaches? Okay, and- you can, and I believe I have not heard anything, but I believe they have stayed away from it because he's Baez and he's making all this money. They've tr- probably tried to hint at some stuff that he could do. It's not rocket science. What so he you're telling me, like superstar names. Which Baez has in superstar well, type I money. I don't think he does. He's superstar money. He's superstar, not a superstar. Well, I know, no, but, but superstar money. That those guys won't listen to hitting instructors? It's a different game. Are bigger? Yeah. You played around big names. You don't have to identify any names. Bigger the name, tougher to get the guy to make changes if he's struggling? Can be, yeah. Can be. He's got his money now. Were you open when, if you were going through a slump, did you listen to people? I did because, I mean, I went through, I got, when I was in Colorado one year, I was so bad that they asked me what to do. I said, send me out of here because I wasn't playing enough. I needed to, I needed to play to get my swing back. And I was just this pinch hitter there for two years and it finally caught up with me. I needed to play. So, yes. It, you start you need to listen to people. Don Baylor told me exactly what I was doing wrong. I said, Get me out of here. I gotta I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of this environment. I gotta go see if I can play anymore. And I went down to the minor leagues for a month and got it back and I took off. But you need to listen to some people. Here's the deal. I think he looks at the guys that are there who are the hitting coaches and he's he looks at these guys and he's going, What did you do? What did you do? He's not going to listen to the analytics guys who haven't been a hitter before. Well, they've never played. They've never been in battle. They've never been in the trenches in the big leagues. And now you've got these kids that, and here's the problem I have with all these young kids coming in and guys that haven't had experience at the big league level or even, or even extensive minor league play. I mean, there's guys that have played, you know, 12 years in the minor leagues who know just as much as I do about hitting where are these guys? And I know there's guys that were in that organization that they got rid of that were there that could do that. Well, it may be, maybe I'm Javi Baez and I'm looking at going, okay, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Okay, you played at Colgate. You know, you played at uh, Sunnybrook and hit 260. You know, I mean, you haven't seen what I'm seeing. So am I going to listen to you? And, and that's, that's kind of the problem I have with a lot of things that are going on in the big league, you know, in a lot of these organizations with a lot of these guys that have these jobs in the big leagues that really don't have the resume to do it. And he might be going, you know, why am I going to listen to you? Well, the, the kid probably has, or they had, do have some good things because I have prop these guys up. I think they're doing a pretty good job, but that might be a block for him. He needs to, he's, his, I'll tell you, his, his stance is too close and he, and he, he spins on everything and that's his problem. I could get, I could get through to him because I told you what I'd tell him before. I'd be honest with him 
and say, this is what you have to do to succeed. Now, you have the ability to succeed and to be a superstar again. You have it. But you have got to make the you got to you got to make it in your head that I am going to change what I'm doing, and until he does that, he's going to be the same old guy. I think he's going to change, so I think he's going to have a great year this year. And by the way, the lineup now with the addition of Mark Canha, there is a, a, a flag for me. You know, looking at the latest Tigers depth chart: Parker Meadows in center, Riley Green coming back from injury in right, Canha, journeyman guy that they picked up and left. That's a very sketchy outfield going into Lakeland. Well, you have Carpenter and Carpenter. Carpenter's DA, listed as DH. Well, right? he's going to play in the outfield too. I, I so Canha could end up being the DH, a right-handed I think bat, right? In in a best case scenario, your DH is somewhere that you revolve and give people rest. I mean, so Canha and Carpenter, yeah, I mean, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can throw anybody in the DH. He had Miggy there; he's gone. He, so I think on a, on a good team, you just don't have a guy with DHs. You have that's that's a spot where you revolve guys through and moving Veerling to third base too. But yeah, because they're trying to fit everybody into the outfield. Yeah, and I hear people say you you can't play him. Well, why not? I mean, you're not going to win this year. Let's be honest. He's a bat. You want to get in the lineup. You want him, and the only way you get better is to play every day. They were conservative on what they did. You know, they are going to give these young, which they should. They should give these young kids a chance to play and a chance to prove themselves. Either they're going to be a big leaguer or they're not going to be a big leaguer. So as a Tiger fan, I wouldn't say, okay, now we've got to win 84 games. You know, let's see how these young kids develop. Because let's be frank, you're still two or three years away. You know, you're really good at what you do. You are. You should be a major league hitting instructor. Never I would. think you're a major league broadcaster. Yeah, I do. I well, thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I, with the feedback I get from people between the argument, is Risden or Vanderwall better? Well, if Risden gets two hours, I get 47 minutes. I mean, geez. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe the insecurity <laughs> complex. Johnny. I got a big mirror in the studio. Every once in a while, we all got to look at the mirror. I know. I know. Wow, you're keeping track of minutes. <laughs> Man. Man, I tell you what. He's... No, I did my two-hour show back in the day. You know, we had a great time on that one, too. I don't oh, think It's we... called When the Season's Going On. We didn't even talk baseball, I don't even I talk. Think. I don't even talk to Risden after the draft. <laughs> I don't even talk to him. During the baseball season, when the Tigers are relevant, I will have you on for oh, two hours. We already have done that. But in between, Ooh. in between Ooh, your hit golf lesson schedule, uh, your eye racing Mondays are completely off because <laughs> I got I got hey, little JV Junior. I it's Monday night. I got JV Junior right now in his little Rock'em Sock'em D box cart. Uh, I am going to get you over to the Ada Indoor Country Club, which is open to the public. The simulators do move too, so you get That's shots crazy. off a hill. So if you get on a hill, the simulator moves, and you got to hit a side hill eye. Yeah, and that would be interesting because I'm not a one handicap, and I am over at X Golf right now. And I'm like, man, if only You're a go- one handicap, if only golf. Well, I mean, you get six point eight feet gimmies. So um, the owner must be a must be a John Vanderwall. I, I fan. met the one, owner one of, a couple of weeks ago. We were in the we won we were in the Bell game championship for our league. We got throttled. You that with night. your you with your son, right? My son and his fiance. We. Got there, and, yeah. Well, when they get married, uh, he he proposed. I think last Friday. So Did he really yeah. the holidays. Uh, congrats, man. He's a Thank good kid. You. He's really 
you know, uh, being done with baseball. I wish I was a one. Life. That's kind of fun to be able to do that. Okay, like well, that. whatever. I, I, you're in, you're in the stroke the eagle league. Okay, uh, out there uh, we will. <laughs> We will get out to Ada Indoor <laughs> Country Club there on Pettis and Ada, and we'll hit the golf. That'd be awesome. Man, happy New Year, my man, okay? Happy New Year, brother. Love you. All right, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, one of our Tigers, MLB insiders, in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, Packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's as easy as one, three, Wait, that's not how it goes. It's one, two, three, like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives, and using them is as easy as one, two, three. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the holidays are here, so what would you like for the perfect gift? Maybe to score big on a same-game parlay or get 150 and bonus bets instantly for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Pick an NBA game, Pistons, or any other team. Bet 5 bucks, You can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for using code HUGE when you sign up. This is for new customers. And also, you can get in on the improved same-game parlay anywhere feature. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get more details there. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you want to get in on that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's code HUGE you need to use when you sign up. Simple and easy. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800 800- Two seven zero seven one one seven twenty one plus Michigan only bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back in the huge show across Michigan, wrapping up this hour. A reminder, don't forget, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. You can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And if you want to find out the closest radio station that carries the show, go to thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.